Marriage is hard. It's something we go into so excited, but often end up leaving on the back burner. We believe in a 1 Corinthians 13 type of love, one that takes intentionality and purpose. A good marriage is not something that happens by accident. So it's our hope that you leave feeling inspired to have some new topics of conversations with your spouse through listening to our talks here. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jaren. And this is Marriage on Purpose. We want to hear from you. If you have questions, send them in to marriageonpurposepodcast at gmail.com and they will be featured on the beginning of our episodes. All questions will be anonymous. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to episode whatever this is, nine. <laughs> we don't even know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> it is nine. Okay, good. I actually do know. We're here. Totally nine. counting everyone. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> you probably are doing that. Actually, I am trying to like be a little organized and not just get completely lost and confused. Well, trying to be a little more detail oriented. That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. I'm just here to riff every time you have a podcast. <laughs> Say whatever comes to mind. Oh, goodness. Speaking of what comes to mind, last week we had an awesome listener question. Mm -hmm. Was it from a listener? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we wouldn't have asked each other this. The question is, what is one thing you and your spouse have in common? Do we have any of those in common? (laughs) Any things? Well, I had to think long and hard about this one. (laughs) Yeah. She asked me and I was like, oh, yeah, I got one. And then I just stared at the wall for like five minutes. (laughs) It's like, you know what? He didn't really have one. I don't have anything. I I did think of one, but that is it. Like, I can think of this one other than, like, big things. Like, obviously, we both love God. We love marriage. Marriage podcast, yeah. Yeah, things like that. Um, But one thing about, like, our personality that is kind of similar is that we both love to plan. Like, we can sometimes get stuck in, like, the planning phase of things because it's just, that lights us up. We love planning scheduling making lists dreaming dreaming yeah we love that we sometimes make goals and dreams and like we never really get to them but man we had a good time making the dream we sure thought about them (laughs) for a long time thought long and hard took a whole like half a saturday making a whole like outline of what this would look like yeah and then like violet colors all over the paper and it's (laughs) never think about it again yeah we love to plan yeah we like to plan stuff that's just like a little fun one we both are very much like that I struggle to be a doer. I like to make a lot of lists and then I don't ever accomplish the lists, but I got a good game plan just in case I do. Right. I'm like... Jaren's a little better about following through with recently, the goals. <laughs> recently, I've been a little better about following through with yeah. doing. That's a fun one. Okay. This week's episode is on roles. Like roles, roles in, your marriage. in marriage. Yeah. What's the man's role? What's the woman's role? And we'll kind of get into like navigating your responsibilities and your household and things like that. We're just going to navigate the roles and responsibilities. Yeah. It kind of all goes together. So we're going to just dive on into it. So I guess we should start by defining what we actually mean more specifically about the role. Like, is that just like what I do when I come home or what you do when you're staying home or what do you what do you got what is yeah. what do you I think, think it's specific? interesting to think about why do we subscribe to certain roles why do we do certain things is it 
in our design? Is it in our nature? Do we have these roles or is it just happen to do with our skills? You know, like why when dinner time rolls around, I automatically just think about cooking a meal. Why when we get a new Ikea bookshelf in, I don't have to like tell Jaren to make the bookshelf. He just knows he's going to do it. You know, like it's his job. Right. It's an interesting thought to think about. Are there things that are just innately in us as a design? We are created to be this way or is it just, you know, skills and it's all interchangeable and it could totally be different from person to person. Yeah. Like you work with your strengths. Like I I know how to use a drill better than you do and you can throw down some mean fettuccine Alfredo and I would ruin the whole thing. So like, why, why don't we just divide and conquer, you know, divide and conquer, get, yeah, do what we're good at. Not to say I couldn't be good at something you're, you know, I could make a mean fettuccine Alfredo and you could know how to use a sledgehammer or build fencing. Like that's something we don't want this episode to be focused on is like the task that you do because that's not important. That changes. I mean, it's important, but it changes per household. There's a guy I work with who's a great cook and his wife makes way more money than he does. And he's a great dude. We don't want to focus on that. We want to focus on the biblical role of what we're supposed to be responsible for. Yeah, I think we can get caught up in the tasks and this list of like what a woman is allowed to do and this list of what a man is allowed to do. And I don't know if it's so much that, but I do think that we do have certain roles. I think whether we admit it or not, whether we discuss it with each other or not, in a marriage, we do have roles. We are fulfilling some sort of role. Yeah, like my muscles were specifically designed to lift a trash bag out of a trash can. Totally. As a man. Like God, he gave me like four arms and, you know, muscle strength for that. Yep, I can't do it. I can't keep going. I can't do it. (laughs) Sorry. I just think it's interesting to think about, are, are these roles in place because of skill or is it something deeper? And I think same as we were created in the image of God, right? We were created in God's image, but obviously we are so vastly different from God. Yeah. Obviously. In the image of, but not the same. Yes. As. And I think similarly between a man and woman, we were created very much alike, but I think there's still some differences that are innately in us. And I kind of want to dive deep into that today before we get to some practical things. All right. So then we'll start, I guess, with ladies first. What is the role of a woman? What do you think in the house, in a marriage, in life, I guess, what should the role of a woman be? Yeah, that's a good question. I have done some digging. (laughs) I've done some research. It's a good question because you asked it and you have all the answers. I feel a list of answers right in front of me. Um, But it was really interesting. So I did do a little bit of research on this and kind of like what scripture has to say. And what I found to be interesting was God in the beginning is creating all of creation, right? And after he creates something, he immediately says... It is good. It is good, right? It's all good. It is good, yep. And then finally he gets to the last step of creating man. (laughs) And it's literally in Genesis. It's like... It is not it is good. not good for him to be alone. <laughs> Correct. Nah, he is not yes, good. Yes, it's just funny. You know, yeah. Like, nope, it's so, just funny. Something's it's missing. not good. Yeah, yeah like, something's missing. It's not good for a man to be alone. So it's the first time we see God say it is not good. He doesn't say it is good when man is made. Alone. So that makes us think it's incomplete, right? We're not finished. We're not done with just man. This is when... He creates Eve, and she is called a helper suitable for him. And I think 
a lot of women don't like to hear this. We're just created to be a helper for the man. Yield and submit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This can make us think that we were created to just be this doormat, right? To fulfill whatever it is your husband needs. But what I found to be interesting was that the Hebrew word for helper, it's called ezer, ezer, E-Z-E-R. Okay. And it does not suggest helper as in servant. I am helping you do your job. It's not a word that means servant. Not someone beneath you. And even throughout scripture, this word is used and it is always used as savior, rescuer, protector. Ooh. And I found that to be so interesting in the same way of like, God is our help. He's not just this being we go to to pray to and he helps us and answers all, all our needs and just does everything for us wave the magic wand and get whatever we want from him it's not like that he came to rescue us he came to save us it was not good for man to be alone a woman was created to complement a woman was created to complete the man so this word is never inferior it's used as a rescue or a help i think practically thinking about this We as women, typically, I know I do this, we get so frustrated or bent out of shape when our husbands are left alone for a day and they can't fulfill the home duties the same way that we can. They forget things that we normally do and we get so frustrated, right? Yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just terrible at that. And it can cause us to get so annoyed or mad at our men and we want them to do things like us. But have you ever wondered if those things, those skills that you have are partly by design? Like they're partly God-given, like you're supposed to have them. So for instance, Jiren can be left alone for a day and six o'clock rolls around and he has not thought about dinner whatsoever. (laughs) Yep. Meanwhile, I've got the whole week planned out. I've got a whole month dinner plan. Like that's just what I do, right? Like, yeah. I got it. I got it down pat. But Jaren stays home for one day and like dinner. I get home at seven and he's like, I don't know what we're having for dinner. And I'm like, dinner was supposed to be two hours ago. What do you mean you don't know what you're having for dinner? I'm like, I don't do this every day. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to be having. What's on the list? Yeah. A woman was created to help you in areas that you lack. If you think about it, a, a godly woman should make you as a man better. She's supposed to compliment you. She's supposed to fill in the cracks where you lack. She's supposed to make you better. And there are ways that I think I've made you better. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree. (laughs) I would agree in a lot of ways. Maybe she's taught you to say things less offensively. Am I right? (laughs) Oh, you're sliding that in there too, aren't you? But you're right. What do you think about that? Do you agree? For sure. I feel like having someone by my side to go along life with me, not under me, but next to me has definitely helped. Like, I want to learn from your strengths because we don't have a ton of things in common. Like we talked about in the beginning of this, we have a lot of differences and we rely on those differences a lot to get stuff done around the house. You have gotten really good at taking care of the house. Yeah. So if you think about if you never got married maybe 10 years ago when I met you Mm -hmm. in 10 years past and you are where you are now, you've never been married. Do you think you would be better off or worse? I would be worse for sure. I would be so like, I would be so 
out of my emotional, like emotional maturity would not be a part of who I am. I feel like that. I feel like I would be one way. I'd be a typical like guy who just has a brick wall up and I can't feel a lot of things because you taught me how to feel a lot of things and tap into those emotions. And like, it's cool. It's okay to be soft. It's cool to be soft. Mm -hmm. You don't have to always just be not necessarily hard because I'm not not like a hard guy, but like detached Mm -hmm. you know like hey you need to like kind of reconnect with your emotions a little bit you taught me a lot of that so for sure i've matured and grown a ton having you by my side well there it is folks that's a wrap (laughs) right uh no but i think women should feel a little more proud of the skills and strengths that they have that differ from their men this causes so many fights because we want our man to be exactly like us because we want them to do everything that we do exactly the same but like we do have different strengths and we bring new things to the table and it's beautiful when we can both bring our strengths and work together as a team now of course we weren't created for the sole purpose of making a man's life better but it is a byproduct of us functioning in our god-given design we help we make things better we make things fuller we make things richer no a man doesn't need us to but that's what happens when a woman is walking in her full potential is following god's design it is going to help the man it's going to make life richer the woman was not created to serve the man but to serve with the man together It was not an afterthought. From the beginning, God knew that woman was going to be created alongside of man. It was always the plan for them to be partners in stewarding God's creation. Women are not helpless or weak or dependent. That's not not what... Those things that we think about women, like they're just lesser, they're inferior. That's not it. We were created to help. We were created to bring fullness and work with the man we were given authority over the earth with the man we were supposed to work together but we do have different strengths the lord knew that man was not going to be good at everything he probably watched him in the garden and he was like wow he definitely overlooked that he definitely doesn't have you know like the it just there's a lot for him to do so maybe he can't do it all by himself well so then create the counterpart the companion the person at his shoulder not behind him now let's divide and conquer you i designed you with specific traits and things you need to do adam and there's other things that i'm going to design you a helpmate for and she's going to be good at those things that you're not naturally good at and then Mm -hmm. together you two can like you know make it work get it done all right so we talked about what the role of a woman is what her responsibilities are what she should be doing what about the man now what's his specific role yeah we obviously know the role of a husband should be headship right they have the authority top of the line baby yep (laughs) what does that mean though i think we need to dive into what that means because we hear that and we cringe as women we don't like that the same way i've been cringing this whole time (laughs) why i'm just kidding oh my (laughs) well i think as we dive deeper into the role of a husband we're gonna find that they might get the short end of the stick (laughs) yeah i think it's very overlooked in society like men should just go to work and women need to help them out at the house and do everything and cook for them but it's really like when you think about it we do have a harder task 
Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's see what this means. What is what does it mean to have the power and the authority? Responsibility. Yeah, that's what it is. So, as a man, it is equally important for them to submit to their role as well. So, we as women don't like to think too submitting, but really, we are both submitting yeah. in this. We're both submitting to our role. We're both submitting to something higher. And in scripture. The greatest men are not the ones who are the most wealthy or the most powerful. The things that we think go together with authority, you know, like we think like we just need to keep climbing the ladder, be the best. Like that's not what it means to be a leader or have authority, but it's actually the ones who are the most selfless, the ones who are the most sacrificial, most devoted to the good of the other. And I think to get a good view of this, we have to look at Jesus because Jesus... He's our boy. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you were going to say. How did you know? I just beat you to it. (laughs) You are so eloquent with words, my love. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But Jesus properly defined what authority and leadership looks for us. So in scripture, we see Jesus washing his disciples' feet. He redefined authority. And as he is washing their feet, he tells them to do the same, to go and serve others, go and wash others' feet. And he says in scripture, as he's washing their feet, no servant is greater than his master. So the master, the ultimate master, Jesus himself, has just made himself into a servant authority and leadership mean that you become the servant yeah you are lesser than that is the ultimate role the ultimate job yeah how hard that must be you have to die to yourself in order to serve the other and when you don't understand leadership you don't understand what this looks like biblically that is when you become oppressive to women Yeah, if you let society tell you what a man should be versus what Jesus says a man should be, you will want to do that. That'll be your influence, you know, be oppressive, be ahead of on, you know, above people in your house or beneath you. You're the head, you know, even people twist scripture and say that too. You're the head of your house. You Mm -hmm. need to be above your wife. But I can't believe that it means you need to tell your wife what to do. And, you know, as far as roles go in the house, it It means you're the thermometer. It means you're the first to initiate servanthood. That's what it means. You are the leader. Show them what serving looks like. It is your job to lead the way. You get down in the dirt and you be the first one to initiate the fruits of the spirit. The first one to initiate serving others, yeah. loving others, loving yeah. God and loving others. It you are the initiator. Yeah, leading. You are your, leading the way. Leading your family to Christ. Right. Not leading your family to whatever you want to do. You can decide on things to do with your wife and the direction you want to take your family and stuff. That's cool. But like morally, you know, spiritually, you are the leader of that. You're not the leader of your wife. And she has to cook the for boss. you. You're not the yeah. boss. There's a yeah. difference between a boss and a leader. Oh, yeah. We could go into that. Lord. This power was given to you to serve others. And when you, husbands, live in your God-designed role to help, to serve, to put others first, things work the way that they're supposed to. 
It's like someone designed this knowing what's best. You know? And then, like, if you stay in your lane and you stay in your lane and you both, like, stay in the Lord's lane, like, it just works. Magic. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And if you think about it, when you serve husbands, it always comes back to you. Hmm? It always comes back. What you saying, girl? What you saying, girl? Think about what would happen. Okay. If you... I'm thinking. Sit your wife down and you're like, honey... I just want to honor and respect and serve you. This is going to be good. You do so much for this household. You put in the work. You are living in your God-given design. You do such a good job in your role. I say that to you sometimes. And I want to serve you. You do say that. And I want to serve you. So guess what? I'm sending you away for the weekend. Vacation, baby. You go take a little weekend getaway. Get out of here. And do your thing. You deserve a break. I want to honor you in that way. Yeah. Y'all, what do you think's going to happen? You think your wife's going to come back grumpy and like complaining? No, she's going to come back feeling seen and loved and appreciated and understood and And respected and refreshed. Oh, yes. What happens when a woman feels refreshed? Tell us, honey. (laughs) What what happens? (laughs) Go ahead. Say it with your mouth. Well, in the ways that a man (laughs) (laughs) loves love from his wife. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know you were going to go there. Okay. You, knew, you were hinting <laughs> the at that. The whole time I was. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, in ways that you like, a woman is going to feel refreshed, right? Sex. But she's also, <laughs> if a woman is refreshed, she's also going to pour back into the family. Right. She's going to pour back into serving her husband. And that, that affects you. That's so true. We've been in seasons before where it's like, wow, we're both super stressed out. Oh, my gosh. this is I don't know. What, it's been weeks and we're just yeah. super stressed. And you get a break and you come back and you're like, I'm ready to just take on the world yeah and like oh my god that was all you needed was a break and all it would have taken was the leader to initiate service yeah because if you just said i'm getting out of here i need a break i would have been like and without me like right initiating that i would have been like frustrated well i need a break too yeah exactly what is (laughs) what do you think you're doing it would have came out just like that yes so husbands serve your wife it comes back to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a part of that dance that just works. If the husband initiates and serves, it comes back to you. The wife is seen and refreshed and she's living in her role and it's just this beautiful work. It just works. This is a good tip for dudes too. If you want your wife to like initiate sex and be the one you know you're not always doing it because you have this drive that most guys have serve her in this way because if she feels refreshed and she feels like she has enough energy to like take care of your needs wink she's not going to be annoyed by you coming on to her all the time or doing what sometimes they teach in church is if the man asks for it he has a desire and you have to fulfill that desire and you just have to oh yeah we'll get into that on another episode <laughs> yeah i think so do your wife a solid Make sure she's low stress and like if she needs a break, give her a break and then keep serving her in that way and see if it doesn't come back to you. Yeah. Sexually. But understand, it is your duty to initiate servanthood in your home. Yeah. It is the leader who is called to start that service. You create the temperature. You actually create the feel of the home. Yeah, you're the example for that for your wife and for your kids. Right. You should be. And husbands, if you are feeling like you need sex 
understand that your role is to lay down your desires for the good of your wife. And as hard as that is to hear, service does reproduce service. So know that in the back of your head. It might not happen immediately. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, Another thing I wanted to say about serving, you know, guys sometimes have this high sex drive or, you know, their libido's up for Mm -hmm. a season or their their entire 20s, let's be real. (laughs) Um, Getting sex from your wife or like, she agreeing to do it whenever she's mentally duty sex duty sex is that what that's called uh-huh. that is just that is not i mean that doesn't help her that doesn't really help you it might physically help you i guess for a minute but like this is where that servanthood comes in that's Le- not serving your wife no slaying down your need of physical release for your wife's better mental state and to not put her in that spot i guess duty sex is what it's called yeah that's what i call it well i mean that totally makes sense yeah serving her in that way is one of the best things you can do mm-hmm. of not saying like you owe me you know it's in the bible bleh, try to yeah. pull that card like it, that is that is not what that means for one and you should this is the this is probably one of the hardest things to serve your wife in sometimes yeah. when you feel like you have a physical need and like you need to lay that down yeah and there's times that wives can serve the husbands sexually, which we can get into that in a sure. different episode. Right. But yes, men, you you lead the way in this service and this love. Love is to will the good of the other. Yeah, that's good. We both will be genuinely fulfilled whenever we both are genuinely serving each other. Mm-hmm. I'm serving you and you're serving me. If we're both doing that, then we'll both genuinely be taken care of. So let's get into some of what you know society and the world throws at us in this. The roles of men and women have changed so much over the years. I feel like they changed a ton in the last like six yeah. years, like six so to ten much. years, five mm-hmm. to ten years. It's changed so much. So how has that changed the dynamic of men and women in our marriages? Like we've seen it change just in society as individual men and individual women. But like bring that into the marriage. Yeah, that's kind of turning things around, turn things on their head for sure. I think growing up, we saw some more traditional, as we would call them, roles, where we've assigned gender to tasks. Trash cans. Is what we would consider traditional, you know. Dishes, yep. Where husband worked, he's the provider, mom stays home, she takes care of the house, she does everything. Mom was the servant of the family, dad was the provider, right? Like, that's traditionally kind of what we saw growing up. I think in that... In those traditional roles, that's where we've often seen men use the Bible as a way to control and oppress women. You mean men in power manipulate the Bible to get what they want? you know, (laughs) it's a thing. (laughs) Make women obey, utilize these scripture, these Bible verses to make them follow their lead and submit, you know. Obviously, we went over Jesus is our greatest example of submission. We should be modeling after his lead. Yep. So I think that's been an effect on us. And I think now we've kind of jumped to the other extreme because we so badly don't want to mimic that, that we do have a lot of people who think gender roles are more of this like social construct rather than biblical. Like we don't think it's a biblical truth anymore. We think roles aren't important, which tasks, the tasks of a man and woman can be interchangeable, but roles are still a thing, you know? Yeah, I feel like society obviously 
tainted this. Like they've yeah. changed it a lot. And like the church, I feel like tries to still remain pretty, I wouldn't say traditional, but like biblical. Yeah. The church tries to remain biblical in that. That's good. Church being about the Bible. But it bleeds over sometimes, man. It comes in from social media and from peers and like the way society is bleeds over into the church too. We have to try to not be of this world, but just be in this world. You know that saying? Mm -hmm. But it does get into the church. It gets into the church Christian marriages and stuff, how society believes roles should be. Yeah. We kind of really got to take a stand against that. And I think there's just so much confusion because we think oh God, like yeah. traditional way is the right way, never in between. sway from oh. tradition. But the Bible does show that both men and women are made equal. They're both made in the image of God, equally blessed, equally given dominion over the earth. Both can be called to art or building, you know, for example. <laughs> building, I don't even know what the term you don't, is. <laughs> construction, everybody. <laughs> I am in the construction industry. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the building. Not me, I'm not called nope. to that. Nope. <laughs> but both men and women can be, right? We are both sure. told to go, be creative, be fruitful. Go do your thing, right? He didn't give this list for like, women, you can go out in the world and do this. And men, you can go out in the world and do this. You gather berries and you kill the animals. (laughs) Yeah, that's not it. It was a collective effort of both men and women to steward the earth. But we do see that men and women were created to do it together. They were created to complement each other in a union to do it the best possible way. There's nothing in the Bible that suggests a man can do this, this, and this, and a woman can do this, this, and this. That's just not how it works. But we do work better together if we're living in our God-given roles. And that's not to say you have to get married. That's not to say God's purpose is every person should find a spouse. And if you don't, you're not in God's will. That's not what we're saying at all. Right. Paul was single. You know, he did. Jesus. I mean, Jesus was single. He didn't have a, a, a spouse. And that can be for good reason. A lot of mm-hmm. times God calls people to be single, to do more ministry, more outreach, to win people o- over for the kingdom. Yeah, this is a marriage podcast, so we're just focusing on marriage. But I do think as these roles are changing, we are kind of coming across some uncharted territory. We are experiencing tradition changing, and depending on how we feel about that, I think it can definitely impact us today. For some of us, this traditional approach can be subconsciously ingrained in our heads, even if it's not a conscious decision or thought. That can frustrate us. We might not agree with our spouse who's maybe more modern I don't know what the word is for that. Not as traditional. Contemporary. contemporary, Yes. But a lot of us don't talk about these things. We don't talk about our roles in marriage. So we're coming in with all these preconceived ideas on how these roles should work, these expectations, and that can definitely impact us. Yeah, I agree. That can cause a huge impact. Does divvying up roles and responsibilities like within the household cause issues today? In lieu of talking about like the traditional aspect versus the contemporary aspect like that's kind of changing yeah what do you think about that i think that's a good lead into this question because whether you notice it or not we all come into marriage with an idea of our roles and what that's going to look like yeah you kind of come into marriage with like your idea 
of your like your parents like i come Mm -hmm. into marriage with what my parents what i saw modeled for my parents roles responsibilities Mm -hmm. and Kristen comes into marriage from her parents idea of roles and responsibilities so neither of us have our own idea we have two different ideas from two different sets of parents and we Mm -hmm. try to just smash them together and and say like this is why does it not work and for us that looked very different yeah our childhood and home life looked very very different Jaren's family did have a more traditional approach where the mom stayed home and took care of everything and the father was the my dad provider he worked a lot so like i mean like 60 to 80 hours every week Mm -hmm. so he wasn't home a ton and my mom probably felt the need to really like take care of the house because he's working so hard you know like kind of balance that out and that kind of what i feel like their dynamic was Mm -hmm. and yours on the other hand was like mine was very different both my parents worked from home they had their own business and we were homeschooled so we were all together all the time for the majority of my childhood yeah so the way my parents kind of interacted and their roles their responsibilities their tasks looked very different than Jaren's upbringing and his parents' roles and responsibilities and the tasks that they did. And so if we would have came into this marriage not discussing what we expect our responsibilities in the household to look like, we're coming from very different backgrounds and that's going to cause some issues. Yeah, some things were similar. Some things were like society traditional. Something like I went to work and she stayed home. But in the beginning of our marriage, you had a job too. Like you yeah. worked, but we didn't have kids. We both worked. This so. happened just because we had conversations about it. But then eventually we got to the point after we had a kid, I was like, okay, let's try to make it work with just you staying home, taking care of the kid. And I'll we'll just budget off of what I can produce. So there were some similarities, but there were a lot of lot of things different as well so i think that's important to talk about your different upbringings and backgrounds and bring those ideas and expectations into the marriage and compromise and talk about what is important to you we have to be willing to talk through our expectations on what life will look like being married because we all have expectations even if they're subconscious yeah you got to bring those things out figure out what those expectations are yeah you have habits rather than like your own thoughts and stuff when you go into marriage you might think you might want it to be this way but habitually you're going to do it this way Mm -hmm. do it a different way habit is when your body moves first and your brain comes after and then like a new routine or a new thought is when your brain thinks first then your body comes after so coming into marriage seeing my parents marriage and your parents marriage sometimes we don't even know what's happening because our body goes first Mm -hmm. i i do something without even thinking about it and then you might be like why'd you do that you know we just that's that's usually a contentious area sometimes you have to figure that out talk about that okay so another thing that i've noticed in society because we've kind of talked about this too about the idea of keeping score keeping score is when like you're subconsciously in your head kind of like tallying up how many like tasks you completed throughout the day versus you're also tallying your spouse's tasks you think there is more on your plate than your spouse's yeah, plate <laughs> and you're t- you did 15 tasks and they only did 10 uh-huh. so they owe you you know type that I so i did the dishes all week this week and you never did it once yeah that's keeping score exactly we yeah do you think that can stem from like confusion between each other's roles or do you think Do you even think that's a big issue today? Do you think that's, you know... I definitely see this a lot. Okay. People arguing about who is doing the bulk of the work. 
who's doing the most. And I do think that that can stem from the confusion on each other's roles. Um, It's definitely an issue. I think it's important to have a clear understanding of each other's roles in the house. Because like we said before, a lot of people don't even talk about this. They don't even talk about what their roles are. So yes, I do think it can stem from confusion on what your roles are because I think that's something we rarely even talk about in a marriage. If I am expecting you to do 50% of all the diaper changes or all the dishes. Lord, I can't do that. (laughs) And like, that's just this preconceived idea in my head. You have to give 50% to all of that. Maybe you, coming from your upbringing, you're expecting me to take care of 80% of all the household stuff since you're going to work, right? Mm -hmm. And those are preconceived expectations that we never talked about. Right. There's going to be some issues. Okay. We're going to see some issues. And I think we see a lot of wives specifically complaining about their husbands not pulling the weight at home. But my question is, have you ever had a conversation about what you expect out of each other and how much you expect out of the housework? Because it could be solved with just a conversation about what your roles look like. Yeah, you're right. I think sometimes people are scared of that conversation because if I have a conversation where I'm going to tell you my expectations for your life in our house, like that goes against everything society wants you to believe, you know, like no one can tell me what to do. I'm my own person. I might not bring it up like that. I'm just saying like (laughs) it can be intimidating because of what you see from society. Society shows you a picture of people who are strong-willed. They do what they want. They're... (laughs) infinitely rich and beautiful all the time without each other yeah so then like do it on their own bringing up a conversation might be a little like i mean from me bringing it up to you if i was going to tell you my expectations from you i would be a little hesitant because i'd be like what if she gets mad and says like you can't tell me what to do why you know blah 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 i definitely would not start the conversation saying these are my expectations of you right i would start the conversation saying how do you feel about each other's roles in the household? And w- what do you feel about our responsibilities in the household? What do you think? And see what their response is first before yeah. even giving your two cents. Create a conversation together rather than kinda, just laying out what your expectations are. Kind of feel them out first yeah. and see what they think. I just think it can be hard. Like that might be a reason people don't automatically just say, you know what, we should talk about our roles and responsibilities and expectations. What if the other person doesn't feel the same way? Then they just open up a big fight well it's definitely going to be a fight if you don't talk about it and you just live in those expectations and nobody knows what they are yeah so i think it's important to talk about um definitely as hard as it is marriage is hard we have to be comfortable having uncomfortable conversations right you know we talked about emotional safety in an episode before this and that might be a good one to revisit and make sure that you have an emotionally safe relationship that you feel really safe with that person before just like bringing up these big controversial topics yeah if you don't feel safe that's probably where you should go is like why don't i feel safe like i could bring this up might be a deeper rooted issue than just like what your tasks are in your house right do you want to take the trash out do you want me to take the trash out (laughs) right what do you think i'm gonna do yeah i'm gonna take it out take it out twice a day somebody gets really reactive and offensive you might not want to have this conversation with them just just let them take the trash out (laughs) might fix something else first (laughs) before the trash talk yeah 
That trash talk's important. I'm telling you, that's the most important thing I'll ever talk about. But seriously, <laughs> have you discussed what responsibilities each of you are bringing to the table? Has that been a conversation? A lot of keeping score just stems from unmet expectations and lack of communication. Undiscussed expectations. Yeah. yeah. Lack of communication. All right. Let's uh, give an example about how we do things in our house. Let's do it. Because our house runs perfectly smooth all the time. And so we're, smooth. We're beautiful, awesome people. Perfection and we never do anything wrong. Oh God! Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> not so far from the truth. What about our roles in our house? Have we? Afraid of, I feel like it works pretty well. Obviously, naturally, I go to work, you stay home, homeschooling, homemaking, and all that stuff. How have we divided up roles in our household? Maybe what was that conversation like? Whenever we agreed upon, you know, we kind of settled on something. Well, I think what we talked about before, obviously, communication very clear communication so important what we expect our responsibilities to be so cliche but so important yeah so like jaren said i stay home and there is a part of me that just understands this is my job right i'm a stay-at-home mom that is a a job to me i don't take that lightly yeah that is my career it's an unpaid profession exactly it's super important (laughs) and i understand that i'm inside of this house without jaren 80% 80% of the time. That's so sad, too. That's the reality. That's my job. I sad. take care of our home while you're away. So the majority of household chores are going to fall on me. That's my expectation. I expect that because I'm home the majority of the time alone. And I'm okay with doing Jaren's laundry. I'm okay with picking his clothes up off the floor occasionally if he forgets. Not every time, but if he forgets, I'll do it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I do feel it's my job to take care of the house while he's away. Thank you. But Jaren doesn't work more than 40 hours a week. Sometimes. He doesn't have a very taxing job. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not like dawn to dusk employee for sure that's something we've kind of worked on to make a reality we don't want that we want him home as much as possible so because of that i do have expectations of him to do his part at home yep my expectations this is i've relayed this to him are that when he's home he should be doing 50 percent of the work while he's gone i'll manage it all alone and i will do a dang good job at it for sure you do i'll do my best i'm not just gonna kick my feet up i will manage it all alone that's cool but because his job isn't any more demanding or taxing than mine right i expect him to pull his weight when he's around and And i I have stated those expectations clearly and i think it's 100 percent reasonable yeah (laughs) because i decided to buy a house i decided to get married i decided to have three kids if i think i can just go to work and provide for them come home kick my feet up That has nothing to do with my family at all, other than like I get a paycheck and I can pay for their food, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not, not serving well. I'm not, I'm not serving by leading, you know, I'm not a servant leader like Jesus. I have to come home and like do fun things with my kids, do 50% of the chores, do, you know, pull my own weight. I don't just, you know, come home to a hotel that's taken care of for me. But I definitely do try to pull my weight when I'm at home and I view that as a job. Yeah, you kick butt at that too. That is my way of helping Jaren. I am stepping into that role as a helper for my husband, making sure that his home and his children and the, this beautiful life that we've created together Our is home. running in 
order and is working beautifully while he's gone needing to do something else. I take that job seriously. And I'm so thankful because if I had to do all that by myself, I would have no, I would have the mental capacity to do that. I'm a simple-minded fool over here. <laughs> I'm, I just couldn't do it. I, I wouldn't know how. I would. Yeah. Did not, you have those expectations of me as a stay-at-home wife? I mean, obviously, I came into that stating that, like, I'm going to take this seriously. But, like, was that your just, like, expectation? If I'm going to have a wife who stays home, like, she yeah. needs to take care of the home. Absolutely. I mean, we both agreed. We we did right. have this conversation. Like It went smoothly because we were on the same page. But, yeah. yeah. You understood your role that you were going to sign up for, and I understood the role that I was already doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to work. I expect you to work, too. I you know I don't expect you to just sleep in till noon, feed the kids once, and then just lay on the couch all day yeah. while I'm out busting my butt trying to provide. Right, right. You know, like, it's, like you said, 50-50. Mm-hmm. If I'm out working, you're yeah. at home working, too. And it's apparent and totally tell that you do it. You know, if you have a day where if you're not feeling good or, right. you know, there's grace. I'm not like, oh gosh, this, yeah, your a house mom is... can't take a sick day. So. Yeah, moms don't get sick days. So like if the house isn't immaculate when I come home, I don't even bat an eye. Right. Like I don't care. Like, yeah, I don't know what your day was like. I haven't even talked to you yet. So I'm not going to like get offended because yeah. if I did my job all day and you didn't, that's silly. So if we were discussing this, practically speaking, I would state my expectations just like I did and I would give him a chance to respond and let him think about if he agrees if he thinks that's fair give him a chance to speak up or rebuttal we have to come together and we have to compromise if we come to very different conclusions we meet in the middle a little bit yeah what's the way we've met in the middle as far as like our roles in marriage in our household and like making everything run smoothly I don't know I feel like in this conversation we were very much on the same page but we definitely have compromised in other aspects, I feel like. Yeah, we've compromised in parenting a lot. Mm-hmm. But as far as this goes, I feel like we both understood, like, this is the most smooth, efficient way we can run our house. And we just have to do that. Like, yeah. why, why would we want to make our life harder? Why would yeah. we want to be lazy, not put the work in? And then, like, our house is a mess and we don't make enough money because I don't go to work. You know, why would we do that? We wouldn't choose that. But there are definitely couples who might come to disagreements on stuff like this. Maybe yeah. you come from a very traditional upbringing and you are used to your mom keeping everything immaculate. And maybe that is your true. expectation. That's true. Yeah. Maybe you're expecting to come home and like there is no sign of mess anywhere. Organization is up to par shoes are neatly organized you you know just like immaculate but some people do have those upbringings that's true yeah and maybe the other person is the opposite maybe their mom was very lax and didn't care so much and maybe they have the attitude of like i'm playing with my kids i'm I want to make memories. You know, those are two very different real thoughts. There's people who have OCD and really want to clean house and function better in that. And there's people who don't care about the mess and they just want to make memories with their kids. And neither of those are wrong. Right. And what if you get two people in a marriage who have those expectations? That's where you both have to compromise and you have to meet in the middle and give grace for the other person. Yeah. Like we talked about being a servant and your role is to serve each other the man to serve the wife and the wife to serve the man this is where the roles come into play you have to change like (laughs) as a man i have to agree like i'm not running the show this isn't my life i have my life but like my life isn't for me now if i have a spouse and kids 
we have to agree on a change. Yeah. Your role as a man isn't to then boss your wife around and make her submit to your wants for how the household runs. Yeah. Your role as a man is to initiate servanthood. Yeah. And the wife, the wife's role would be to, it's not really so. I feel like it's the same role. The role is to express your, like what we would do is express our opinion or our upbringing or whatever, say how we think it should be. And then just say, okay, where can we meet in the middle? Like that's the question you ask when you're trying to compromise. Where can we meet in the middle? Yeah. And that's the place you're going to be fine. That's the place it's going to work the best is in the middle. If you never meet in the middle and you always sway toward one person's way, you know, some the other could get bitter. You know, it could just, yeah. you know, it just works best. I think if, if you, you're working in that design, it's going to work well. Yeah, you need to build your own family dynamic. If you just so strongly want to bring your parents' traditions into your house, talk about that with your spouse for one. But if it doesn't work, you have to let that stuff go too. Yeah. I think the basic role as a helper and a leader are foundational, but what that looks like is going to differ drastically. You're different people with different strengths and you have to come together and talk about it. How can you honor your differences? How can you step in to those skills and differences that you have and bring that to the table, bring it to how your house functions. Maybe your skill is to clean and organize super well because that was your upbringing. Bring that to the table, but don't put those strengths and skills that you have onto your spouse and expect them to bring those strengths and skills to the table. Let them offer their strengths and skills to the table. Maybe theirs is being present in the moment allow them to bring that into your household and when you both bring your strengths into a marriage it's going to work together so well that's the key to making it work is bringing both of your strengths together and then helping each other in your weaknesses you don't necessarily have to like if i'm weak in something but you're really strong in it you know not to say i need to totally forget about it and never work on it like cooking or something like that i should probably know how to cook yeah because like if you go on a week-long trip for work and i don't know how to cook like we should know how to do everything but like if you're just better at it you'll just it's okay yeah it's okay you don't have to fight about who's cooking yeah like you cook every night if i'm better at it i'm gonna bring that strength to the table and we're gonna have good meals every night you don't want me cooking right now because i forgot how to do it all so so much of the fight is trying to make the other one a clone of us yeah that keeping score thing too comes into play yes rather than working together complimenting each other it can work so well if you just offer your different strengths and skills yeah i don't expect you to like get a hammer drill and remove our built-in fireplace praise the lord (laughs) (laughs) just like you don't expect me to come home from work at six o'clock and start making dinner you know like yeah you don't think i'm gonna do that if you asked me to do that i would totally step up and do it yeah I will also tear off all the nasty, moldy tiles off of our bathroom if you ask me to do it, but I don't want to. As long as you clean them up afterwards, because cleanup is part of demo. And you know what? Usually halfway through, I come to you and I'm like, honey, I'm no good at this. You need to do it. Yeah. Same with me in the kitchen. You're like, did you season that? And I'm like, season that. I'm like, let me step in. I put salt in it and you're like, okay. But we can't get frustrated at those things. Those are our natural strengths. It's okay. Yeah. And this point now, if you want me to help with dinner, I'm like going there, I'll get hamburger started or whatever but if we're having tacos you like make your own seasoning i'm like honey come season this you don't yeah. want me to do it 
And I don't, I don't like get mad at that. I'm like, yes, I need to season it. <laughs> <laughs> I made hot chocolate recently and I was, you're like, just a pinch of salt. And I was like, okay. And I like turned the thing upside down for a quick second. Like they I do like, it. I Dairy, am not drinking that. Like a Dairy Queen when they flip your thing and you were like, oh God. <laughs> I said a pinch, babe. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing with the syrup too. So it was like extra salt, extra salt. He said it tasted you know, bad. It was it's so just... awful. You know, your just, wife just brings so much richness, you just so, have much so much fullness skill. to your life. And it's good. You know, it's not like the stereotypical, like gender role thing that society, that society says, like you shouldn't, you should make your man cook sometimes because he needs to like, yeah, he should know how to cook his own food. But like, if you're good at it, why don't you cook it all for him and be proud? Yeah. And same way with me. Like I as can, long as he's bringing stuff to the table in other ways, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like I can build us a pantry. Do you want a bigger pantry? Yeah. The cabinet that we have right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I should do that. I don't expect you to do that. Like, right. We are, we just live in our strengths and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of people wonder why the wife has to be the one to submit right why the wife why is the wife the helper but i think our roles are really beautifully illustrated through god the father and through the son why was jesus the son why was he the one who had to submit to the father and serve and do fulfill the work why wasn't it the father we don't know you know like we we don't have those answers but what we do know is that it was not a sign of Jesus's weakness, but of his greatness. We are equal, just as Jesus is equal to the Father. We are equal, but with different roles. And I think that's a really beautiful illustration to kind of end us out. Men and women can both illustrate Jesus in different ways. So Jesus, as his sacrificial authority for the men, you know, as he is leading by example, walking with his disciples, leading the way sacrificially Mm -hmm. that can be a way that we can look to jesus as the men and what our roles look like but also jesus in his sacrificial submission to the father for us women and it's just a really beautiful example to look to the bible for how this works in our lives isn't that so beautiful that he modeled the role for the man and the role for the women i think that's so cool yeah that's so awesome. Like you can always look to Jesus. To your disciples, like wash washing their feet and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, before he went to the cross. And then on the cross, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, like mm-hmm. if, you know, I don't want to do this, yeah. but I would totally will do it. Submitting. If it is your will, submitting to the Father because... Fulfilling the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, that's about all we have for this episode, talking about roles and marriage and mm-hmm. responsibilities and stuff. I hope you guys can have some good conversations about that if that's yes. a contentious area for you. For sure. For sure, go talk about that. Bring it up in a nice way. You know, there's no reason to fight. There's no reason to fight about this. It's life. Yeah. Just bring it up. Talk about it. It's we cool enjoyed, to talk about it. We enjoyed talking about it. We enjoyed learning more about it. I feel like it was a good one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and end with our listener question. For next week, our question is, what is your spouse's best quality? Can't wait to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait either. So we'll give our answers at the beginning of next episode. As always, rate us, review, subscribe, share, give us a follow, do all the things, and we would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to us. We'll see you next week. See you next time.